Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'll be reading the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 10, 17 to 21. For the Lord your God is the God of gods and the Lord of lords, the great, the mighty, the awesome God who does not show partiality nor take a bribe. He executes justice for the orphan and the widow and shows his love for the stranger, resident alien, foreigner, by giving him food and clothing. Therefore, show your love for the stranger, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. You shall fear and worship the Lord your God with all filled reverence and profound respect. You shall serve him and cling to him, hold him tightly. Be united with him and you shall swear oaths by his name. He is your praise and your glory. He is your God. He has done for you these great and awesome things which you have seen with your own eyes. And the Lord, the word of the Lord is blessed. Amen, amen. All right, coming to you. New Testament, Colossians 3, 11 through 15. In this new life, it does not matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters, and he lives in all of us. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults yeah. and forgive anyone who offends you. Yeah. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from God rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. And always be thankful in the word of the Lord. Glory to God. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 13. This is the foundation of this ministry should be the foundation of all of our lives and it so reads if I can speak in the tongues of men and even of angels but have not love that reasoning intentional spiritual devotion such as is inspired by God's love for and in us I am only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal and if I have prophetic powers the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose and understand all the secret truths and mysteries and possess all knowledge. And if I have sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains but have not love, God's love in me, I am nothing, a useless nobody. Even if I dole out all that I have to the poor in providing food, and if I surrender my body to be burned or in order that I may glory, but have not love, God's love in me, I gain nothing. Love endures long and is patient and kind. Love never is envious, nor boils over with jealousy. 
is not boastful or vainglorious, does not display itself haughtily. It is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. For it is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness, but rejoices when right and truth prevail. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails. <laughs> never fades out or becomes obsolete or comes to an end. As for prophecy, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, it will be fulfilled and pass away. As for tongues, they will be destroyed and cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. It will lose its value and be superseded by truth. For our knowledge is fragmentary, incomplete and imperfect. And our prophecy, our teaching, is fragmentary, incomplete, and imperfect. But when the complete and perfect total comes, the incomplete and imperfect will vanish away, become antiquated, void, and superseded. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. Now that I have become a man, I am done with childish ways and have put them aside. For now we are looking in a mirror that gives only a dim, blurred reflection of reality, as in a riddle or enigma. But then when perfection comes, we shall see in reality and face to face. Now I know in part, imperfectly, but then I shall know and understand fully and clearly, even in the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God. And so faith, hope, love abide. Faith, conviction, and belief respecting man's relation to God and divine things. Hope, joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation. And love, true affection for God and man growing out of God's love for and in us. These three, but the greatest of these Glory to God. Hallelujah. You may be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. What a beautiful scripture. First Corinthians 13. Welcome. Right. We believe in Jew and Gentile, the one new man in Yeshua. That be you. Mm. Man. Everybody doing good? Yes, sir. All right. Good to see you. Hey, Ashley. Gotta make my connection. I told you, a lot of times pastors come in, turn with me to Leviticus. 
got some new people here. How you doing, sir? Good to see you. Welcome. 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 Amen. Amen. Can y'all do a little bit better? Can y'all do a little bit better? We may not ever experience the love of Christ like this again. So I want to leave a deep impression on him. Amen? Welcome. Welcome. All right. Come in your house. You want to make feel welcome. You don't want to just hey, come on in. Make them feel welcome. You know, the refrigerator's open. Go ahead, get something to eat. So wash your hands first. Wash your hands. A lot of stuff going on right now. Man, I've been battling this thing all week. Y'all praying for the pastor? Thank you, Elder. I know he did. He called me personally praying. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. But I told you, I mean, um, nothing's going to stop me. Nothing. That's, that's if you choose. Choice is powerful. Should do check in on the sheep. Amen. Don't just hurt them. Come on, let's go this way. Wait a minute, somebody's leg is broke. Slow down, slow down. Let's check them out a little bit. See what's going down. Oh man, good to see everybody healthy. Amen. Oh, you know, it's a lot of things that's going on out there. Y'all just wash your hands when you come from outside. Amen. We cut down on some of this sickness. Infirmity. Amen? Amen. A little housekeeping, a little cleaning house. My goodness. And I'm going to talk to y'all about a couple of things today. I'm trying to see what I want to do. Go and help see what happens. Man, a few things. I know last week we were talking about, man, one Tuesday off the chain. Yes. Intercessory prayer. Oh, man, y'all don't know what you're missing. You don't come to intercessory prayer. Nothing happens until you pray. Okay, y'all make sure we in the kingdom. Because the kingdom operates by prayers. Okay, so we'll make sure. I'm going to show y'all some stuff. Last week, I know I talked to y'all about the uh, Kohen Gadol. Anybody remember what the Kohen Gadol is? Gadol, the Kohen Gadol. He's the high priest. Say, Kohen. The doll. That's the high priest. You know, I like to do a little bit about Hebrew teaching in the beginning. You know, I got to make sure we don't just veer off. You leave your roots, you, you get lost. You start doing a lot of traditional things. You know, like Lent and stuff like that. That ain't it. Advent. What in the world? Okay. Make sure we stay on course. That's my job, is to make sure we stay, that y'all get y'all feed and that y'all graze in the right grass. Amen? Amen. I mean, you don't want to eat no rocks, do you? All right, you want some green grass. Amen? Yes. All right, no tumbleweeds and nothing like that. You want to get something nutritional. Life and death is really where you go to church at. For real. 
Okay. I think it's important for us to um, go ahead and put that little image up for me, Minister. Talk about a few things. We need to know some things about, you know, when you when you enter into a new culture, you should know some things about it, right? Yeah? yeah. You know, this faith that y'all have is not Western. It's not made in Alabama. It's not from here. Hello? You can tell. So you need to know some things of your roots, of your faith. Just some things you need to understand. All right, so we got a little imagery I made up here. This is the uh, the Kohen Gadol. This is the high priest. So I'm just going to, before we get into the teaching, I said last week I was going to kind of put you in a little bit of, of it, right? Mm -hmm. But y'all mind? Yeah. No. All right. Somebody missing. But it's different in there. Okay. See, a, a real pastor care. If you're called to my sheepfold to tend to, I, I should know women, you're not here. Oh, I should meet, we got a new person. I should be able to, come on, y'all. Real shepherd. got 75 chairs. I can see everybody. Look at these. I can see you all. And you got some work to do. I, this is not what I'm teaching. This is something I just want to share with y'all for our Hebrew, uh, Hebrew roots. Amen? Amen. Alright. We're not black Hebrew Israelites. Okay. We're not there. But if you're coming into a kingdom, then you should know what the kingdom, what they worship, what they celebrate. He said, these are his feasts. Tabernacles, Shekot. I mean, all of these are his feasts. They're not Israel's feasts. They are the Lord's feasts. They are his appointed times. Those are his moeds. The Moadims, his appointed times. Yom Kippur, these are his times that he appointed to meet with his people. Amen. But you go to church, there's no one, no one is doing it or even observing them. He said his are forever. Right. So who came in and moved it? came in and what authority came in? I mean, if it isn't so, have you read Revelation? The tabernacle? It's there. So he's not changing his mind. Pastors, apostles, gotta be careful how you change God's word. You don't change God's word to fit your, you know, purpose or character yeah. or what you don't like. You don't change the word of God. It's supposed to change you. Yeah. You have established the higher that it's higher than my thoughts. Yeah. 
See, we, we come in, we just change everything, and we accept everything. Okay. When you are deceived, you don't know what the truth is. Hence, you are deceived. I just want to know who is eight one time and they 27. You have to continue to be fed. You have to continue to come and eat and feed and be given direction. Hello? This is the Kogadal. Yeah, he wasn't the priest, he was the high priest. Yeah. And I told you, uh, on the bottom of his garment here, at the bottom where his feet is, there were 72 bells that walked. When he walked, you could hear the high priest coming. Ching, ching, ching. Not ting, 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 ching, ching, ching. You can hear him coming. You can hear him coming. You don't know about that. You can hear him coming. Wherever he was, you knew he was coming. You knew he was coming. You knew when you got to the temple, he was there. You could hear him. You might not see him right away, but you could hear him. You could hear his movements. And Jesus now is our high priest. My goodness. See, the problem with us is, see, we don't. We don't mourn over our sin. See, they knew and understood what the high priest's job was. He knew, they knew that he would carry their sins and put them on Azazel, the scapegoat. See, but, see, he could just he didn't never take them upon himself like your high priest. He couldn't. Okay. The high priest is the instrument for keeping Israel and God in relationship. That was the high priest's responsibility. That was his job. It's to keep Israel and God in relationship. The mediator. The go-between. Okay. Without the, huh? Oh. Without the priest, without the priest walking, listen, without the priest making these offerings and making intercession and making atonement for Israel, they would be in total breach. Listen, they would be in total breach. They would be in total separation from God. Like when you won't save. You are in total separation from God. I don't care what you what God you said you knew. You didn't know God, the high God, the, the only the high, the most high. Because to know the most high, you have to know his son. And you can't get to the most high without his son. See? Man. Hit that first button. Alright, that's the tunic that he would wear. So, can everybody see it? Or do I need to move this? Probably good to move 
Would it be good to move that? Come on, man of God. Man of God, guy. Instead of right here on the side, maybe. That's what I'm saying. That's good, baby. I might have to teach Is that right? Can y'all see that? Can y'all see that? You can't see that one. <laughs> Listen to this. So you see that right there? You see here? This is the high priest. And he was also the judge. Interesting in, in Jewish. This this came out of what I'm giving you now is kind of a it's coming out of the Talmud. Called the Talmud, which is where they, they get the, the Mishnah, the prayers. That's a prayer. Uh, and ceremonial laws that they use. It, I didn't say canon of scripture. I said the Talmud. It's not. It's something that the sages use. Okay, I'm just giving you how they how they are understood. I'm giving you period time how they understood these garments. Okay. Amen. All right. History. Yeah, you gotta have that. You you have to know history if you're gonna talk about the Bible. Come on. All right. Y'all can see over there. All right. So. I'm going to go through this quickly so we can get to where we need to go to. Yes, we're good. Okay. The rabbis place a lot of weight and emphasis on the garments themselves, saying how the high priest was clothed is absolutely critical to, recon uh, to recognize him. It's critical. Not, he wasn't dressed like the priest. He was adorned differently than the priest. He was the high priest. It was a distinction of his entire and what it represented. Amen? Amen. All right. I don't want to be one of them pastors that every five words is amen and amen and amen. You can't even follow me. Amen? I just said to y'all. Okay. I had a little fun. All right. All right. Mean looking out there. I ain't going to look up. I'm not going to look at their face. Okay. Here we go. What, what they did was attribute different facets to different articles. So let's take a quick look at that. So the, the tunic that you see right here, that white piece right there, garment, uh, it atoned for murder. This is what they're saying, right? So we're talking about sin here, okay? And what, you know, he's putting on him, you know, as a garment. But Jesus took it upon his flesh. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This was how the rabbi saw it. Then there were, hit the next one, the pants. You can't see them. They're under the robe. So he would actually wear pants. Uh, they're not seen. They are completely under the, uh, the, the tunic. They are under the robe. So when the priest went up to the altar, his nakedness would not be exposed. Okay? Y'all just follow what I'm saying here. His nakedness was not be exposed, which attributed to the pants, and literally, um, the pants atoned for immorality. Mm -hmm. Okay? So let's go to the next one. We're going to go to the turban. So now you see the turban up here, which atones, uh-oh, for pride. That atonement for pride. Do we need to go into there? That's a whole nother. You know what? Pride shouldn't even be amongst the believer. 
Because when you're prideful, he's not even hearing your prayers. Yet you are still praying. You don't realize that you have actually set yourself in battle array against him. It, maybe you don't understand you. He set himself against you about to attack God, little man, with your pride. Oh, pride is dangerous, y'all. Ain't that what got Hasatan kicked out? Mm. How many of y'all dealing with pride right now? What are you talking about? Well, you want to get rid of it. It's nothing you want to deal with. You will lose. Mm. So, as you can tell, that's on the head. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to get down. Next, we have the mitre. We're going to come back to that too. I'm going to give you a little bit right here, but I'm going to come back to it, okay? Now, uh, let me see. The mitre uh, was gold and crowned, um, and it, it atoned for arrogance. I mean, them two right there at the top, ain't it? Hmm. See, that's where you get that proud look from. And God... Oh, he just, loves, he just adores that, don't he? God says, the Bible says that he hates a proud look. Mm. Okay. All right. Let's go down. One more. Now, this is the belt, which atones for, uh-oh, our immoral thoughts in our hearts. As a man thinketh in his heart. So is he. See, all these garments represented the sins of the land. Sins of Israel. You follow? Yes. Symbolism is very important. Immoral thoughts. My goodness. So if you have impure thoughts, you know that one. If a man has even looked upon her. To lust in his heart. It is attributed that you have already slept with her. Mm. No fear. People don't. They don't think they thoughts. <laughs> you don't think your thoughts will be judged. See this is why it's hard when you don't have the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. You know, you can't only do so much in your own will, your own power. That's true. Y'all know that flesh is never satisfied. Okay, I will get back to that. All right, so here we go. Let's go, let's go to the uh, breastplate. We're going there's more descriptions. I'm going to try to give you a little roundup about it. The breastplate of judgment or foolish judgments. Man, now that's a big one right there. Foolish. 
The Bible calls a lot of people fools in the Bible, don't it? Yes. Foolish judgment. And then let's go to the next one. This is the ephod. Ephod. There's a lot of debate about this piece of the garment, of the priestly garment. Uh, it's considered by the sages to be the most important piece traditionally. It's more, it's actually would be more like a cape if you could look at it from the back. It would be more like a cape. Okay? The ephod. More like a, a cape. Let's look at this. It covers the back of the Kohen Gadol. Now this is the interesting thing about that the rabbis would attribute it, that piece to adultery. Okay? Now look at this. Because when you turn your back to God, mm, this garment represents the atonement for adultery. So when you turn your back to other gods, Right? It, that's what, in order to go to other gods, you would have to turn your back. In order to follow other gods. And this was a big thing with Israel. They kept falling into idolatry. They kept turning their back on God. This is why the ephod represents that, atones for that. You know, like you do. You know, you turn your back on God. It's called sin. Okay. Maybe y'all don't. Okay, that's good. I mean, I'm going to go back again. Just like I said, adultery is simply worship of idols. Right? Or other gods. Or the worship of them. You know, like the big festival y'all just had, Halloween. You know. Oh, the body of Christ was all in there. That's called idolatry. Okay. And what, what's the problem is that we don't think that's a big deal to God. That's called idolatry. When you turn from God. Did anybody see any of the apostles? Did anybody see any? Is it written anywhere in the Bible? <laughs> see, it's, see, the church is so blind and it's so, I told you, we don't care about our sin. We don't mourn over our sin. So if you don't do that, you see no need for the high priest. Amen. None of these garments mean anything to you. The body of Christ is in a, they're like mesmerized, hypnotized by the things of the world. You're in, we're in just total deception. I want to be in the line and see how they justify this to God. It's called idolatry.
It's quiet. There is no justification for idolatry. We called it trunk or tree. It's called to God idolatry. It's not called that. See, but we don't we don't take right, we don't take this serious. God does. See, really what I want to teach you on today is pleasing God. We're gonna find out do you know how to do that. Okay, I know we come hard here, but I just want to know, do you want the truth? Amen. Well, the truth is you cannot do the things and you cannot bring the things of the world into the house of God. Amen. I, too, agree. If you're a man, dress as a man. Yes. And if you're a woman, dress as a woman. Yes. I, too, agree with that. Yes. See, we don't care about, you know, uh, defiling God's house. Yes. You know why? Because you don't care about defiling the temple of God. Everybody want to call it everything else. It's called sin. Yes. And you should not want to agree with sin. All the prominent pastors now. I mean, is anybody in defense of the truth? I know the truth don't need no defense. But what I'm saying, you social, because you social media people. No one want to, no one really want to stand for truth. No one want to stand for truth. Yo, come on. Just saying. Halloween is their high holy day. Yeah. It's the it's when they say that the veil is the thinnest. And see what the problem is? See, I told you we are so desensitized to the spirit realm. You should have a feeling. If you have the Holy Ghost, there should be some witness inside of you that this is not right. You know why? You can't do that because you worship men. And you fear men rather than God. This is how they can do it. They don't fear God. So it's impossible for you to please him. No way. Well, we quit to ridicule, you know, about all these other things. But when it comes to the truth, so then the sheep are damaged. And then they have no defense of the truth when they're talking to their co-workers. Talk about this. They have no idea. I'm just talking about Jesus. That's all I'm doing right now. I'm just doing Old Testament way. But it's still Jesus. 
Okay. See, and my job as a pastor is to keep that connection between, for you, with God. Yeah. My job as the shepherd is to lead you through the wilderness. We're all on our way to Shemayim, yeah. heaven. I got Caleb and I got Joshua in the back. We're all on our, we're all on our road. We're all on our way. I mean, I'm not leading you to hell. That's not where we're going. The shepherd is leading you to heaven. You just need a pastor who can understand your wilderness journey. Everybody want to know who is, who, you know, who is, what church do I go to? God didn't say he's going to give you the church. He said he's going to build this church, which is you. What he did say is I'm going to give you pastors after my own heart. And you can't go to God and don't say you don't have a pastor. That's right. Hello? You can't pastor yourself. Now, if I ain't your pastor, find your pastor. But if I am your pastor, submit. Come on. So we can get the job done. Hello? I know. I know. The problem is we haven't seen a lot of shepherds. My job is to tell you, don't eat that. Mm -hmm. oh, amen. Don't sleep over there. Come on. Yes. There's danger over there. Amen. Stay here. Be of one mind. Yeah. My Lord. Amen. So my, that's my job as a shepherd. Is to guard over. Yes. Protect you. But I can't protect you if you want to be the outlier. My That's that sheep that goes off on its own. Come back to the herd when it wants to. Yes. All that sheep is doing is allowing, listen, the enemy to follow him. And see where he can get in. He being used. You know, since me being a shepherd, I don't study uh, shepherding or herding. Come on. God used that as an example. Yes. And sheep begot sheep. Okay. Here we go. Woo! I love when Holy Spirit just take over. Hallelujah. Here we go. Okay. Let's get the next one. Oh, was that it? Go back. Can we do my robe? Did we do the blue roll, minister? No. Two, two, come on. Hello? <laughs> okay, go back. Maybe one got left out. This work, man. You see the blue roll up there, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. You see the blue roll. The blue robe, what that would atone for is evil speech. Oh, I cannot believe that one got on there. <laughs> it would atone. And there's so many scriptures about evil communication. Amen. I want to let you know gossiping is one of them. Yes, yes. Don't be a gossiper. Amen. You know what a gossiper is? That, you know what a person that's a gossiper can't be trusted. Amen. With the mysteries. Yeah. 
You can't be trusted. That's the issue with gossiping. You can't be trusted. You have an identity issue. When you gossip. You want to be seen as the platform. Look what I know. How many of that's y'all? Raise your hand. <laughs> I'm not looking up. Please don't look. Okay. And that's a that's a sneak one. It creeps up real real quick. Real quick. It will it is subtle. Did you know by the way? No. Because you need to pray in private. In the closet. We're not praying. We're not praying. We're gossiping. So if all the pieces of the garment, overall picture has to do with atonement. Okay? That's what it has to do with. Atonement. So when you look at the, the Kohen Gadol, the very embodiment, what he embodies is forgiveness. Like Yeshua, Jesus. He, he embodies mercy and grace. Remember, Israel was walking around and doing and going into the temple, listen, loaded down with their sins. See, I told you, we sin, we, we go right to sleep. I'm done. We sin, we don't even acknowledge there's a God. We are so custom and it's so a part of us, our sin is so a part of us. There's no distinction, no dividing line. So you're not presenting anything to God. Forgive me. Mm -hmm. See, this is the thing, but when it comes to, we're so, we're so accustomed, friendly, offended when you tell somebody that they're sinning. They don't see that as love. They see it as judgment. Well, the Bible says we ought to judge each other once I remove this thing out of my eye. So I can clearly see you. And if I truly love you, we're going to talk. Nobody, they're all judging. You're not to judge the world. You're not to judge Kanye and what the Kardashians are doing. You're not. But with us, oh yes. Built-in governing factor. We can we can do that with each other. See, we don't even know how we're supposed to, you know, um, operate as believers with each other. That's a big problem in the body of Christ. We don't know how to love each other correctly. And if you love someone, it corrects you. Okay, we don't like that. We don't like that. You are not your brother's keeper. This is, watch this. Do you know that they would weep with joy when they saw the Kohen Gadol? They would weep with joy. I know. There, listen, there was no blood to put under. The blood of the animals could only atone 
for you temporarily to cover their sin. So we, this is what we say. That's who I am. I'm friends with I'm friends with this thing, this old nature. That's who I am. Yet you're born again. Amen. That's called an immature. You're an a carnal Christian. You okay. I said carnal Christian. Okay. We're gonna talk about that. Teachers, they would weep with joy. Just to be able to see the Kohen Gadol. Because they knew what he was going to do for them for a year. He knew that they hit their sins would be covered, atoned for. Not removed, but atoned. Yeah? I love this. He knew that he would be making intercessory. Listen, intercession to bring them back to right standing with God. Ching, ching, turn all them bills. Oh, my sin's about to be forgiven now. Oh, I'm yeah. about to be in right standing with God again. And that means something to me. Amen. This is, this is what we are. Okay. It's not the teaching. It's just getting us in, in ready. I like to do the warm up. See how we be detached from our roots and not understanding what's really happening? And that Ephod, you know, it would protect. He, he wore it because he knew that Israel would turn their back. They were accustomed to turning their back on God. Man, God thought of everything. This is what we need to picture in our minds when we think of Yeshua, Jesus. He brings us back. Teacher, he brings us back. When you sin, like when you sin, y'all know what I'm talking about because you sin, right? You have sin. Right. See, and then you know, see, if you have the Holy Spirit, he'll convict you. Right. He don't stop you, but he convicts you. Now, you know that wasn't the right thing to say. You know you didn't respond right. You know you should have forgave them. You know, why are you even at this place? You shouldn't even be there. He'll talk to you just like that. He convicts. See, you can make the right choice. Don't call him back. You know if you call him back, you know. You know. You know. You don't accidentally do anything you plan. You don't accidentally. You don't accidentally. I'm saying no. I plan. I planned. You showed it a conscious effort. That's right. Okay. Go to John. Okay, let's switch back. Let's go ahead and bring this full circle so we can feel moving. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Where you at? Did you already plug it in? Yeah, go ahead. Plug it in. Go ahead. Go ahead. I got all day. Go ahead. Plug it in. You back in? Go to go to first John. <laughs> go to first John. 
one, nine. <laughs> this is First John chapter one at verse nine. If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, he is faithful and just, true to his own nature and promises, and will forgive our sins, dismiss our lawlessness, and continuously cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Everything not in conformity to his will in purpose, thought, and action. Oh my God! That is so poetic. When you know you have sinned. Oh! His own nature. He will forgive our sins. To miss our, listen, our lawlessness. Your recklessness. Okay. How continuously. See, this is what the blood of the animals couldn't do. They had to do this every year. But his blood continuously washed and cleansed us from our sin. Man, I love that right there. Go back. Go back to the picture. So we can run this. I can get into my teaching. Mm, mm, mm. Put him back up. There he goes, the high priest. Cohen Gadol. So, I know it's not on here right now, but I don't have a, a, a thing for it, but right here on his shoulder, he got two pads. Okay? These pads were onyx stones. And these are very important because on these were the names of the children of Israel. On the Kohen Gadol. Listen. He, him, he himself bore all of Israel on his shoulder. That's what those represent up there. Those pads. He bore all of that all of Israel's sin on his shoulders. Now think about Yeshua. Amen. That's what he does. Amen. Continuously. Oh, just, just, just think about that. That's what that represents on his shoulders. Everything, every piece of garment, every stone represents of it, tells a story, has a meaning. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not just up there randomly. It represents... The connection with God and the people, Israel. Okay? Important, important, detailed. Okay, here we go. Back to the mitre. Put the mitre back up. Just go through it till you get it. There you go. That's the mitre. Okay? So, on the mitre, it has an inscription. It says, Kodesh Adonai, holy to the Lord. Okay? What's interesting is that the mitre is right over what we talked about on Tuesday, the frontal lobe. Okay, 
Oh, wait a minute. It says, holy, listen, holy to the Lord. That's what it says on there. Kadas Adonai. All right? Over the frontal lobe. We just talked about that on Tuesday, right? All right? And let's have prayer if you was here. Uh, can we add a little bit of, to that? That also, that area represents, um, is responsible for your character. Judgment that comes from the frontal lobe, holy to the Lord. The Kohen Adal, the Kodesh Adonai, listen, every aspect of the priest's mind and his thoughts is to be holy unto God. Amen. That's why that's there. You too. Amen. You know, in the book of Revelation, he's talking about he's going to put a mark on the forehead of his people. Mm. Okay. Every aspect of his mind and his thoughts is to be holy unto God. Man, that's powerful. That's you too. You are now priests. Okay. They just want to stay with Saint. But he says you're a priest. You're in the priesthood. Once you're engrafted into Israel, you become Okay, here we go. Every thought. Look at the breastplate. Go back to the breastplate. It's the breastplate of righteousness. Again, it bears the names of the children of Israel. And where it is, it's over the heart. He loves his children. There he places upon his heart all of them. Amen? Amen. And the holiday for all of this atonement is Yom Kippur or Yom Kippur. Okay? Day, Yom is day, and Kippur is atonement, which will be coming up. Amen? Amen. You will know some things up in here. So I kind of want to just give y'all a little rundown of the priestly garment, and I need you to see your high priest. Hello? Amen. I need you to see your high priest. Before I get into where I need to go, the first place that you in the Bible that you find the word priest or high priest is in Genesis 14. Abraham, the friend of God, entered into battle to rescue his nephew Lot. And when he captured, when he was captured by the um, army of Alam, on his return, Abraham was met by um, and we pronounce it like this, Melchizedek, but it's really pronounced a little bit different than Melchizedek. King of Salem, or Salem. King of Salem. King of Salem. King of Salem. King of Jerusalem. I hope y'all will catch that. Okay. It's the king of Jerusalem. The king of Salem. Salem. All right. Come on. Y'all got to come on. God always like to play word. He like to do things with words. You got to be able to catch it. Word plays. You know, like you having a dream, you see a, a porpoise, and it's, and it's cut in half. It really represents a purpose. Not porpoise, but purpose. Okay. He does word plays. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so you got to have the Holy Ghost. All right. Here we go. Uh, 
the king of Salem, the priest of the Most High God. This man who, whose name, who names the king, he's also named the king of righteousness. We know that that's Jesus. Right? Amen. You heard this. Blessed Abraham, the Most High God, who gave victory to Abraham. In return, he blessed Abraham and gave, and Abraham gave him a tenth. Y'all see the blessing? Conforming. Conformity, I told you, blessing. And he kneeled down. See, y'all just got to understand what it takes to do this. So, I just want y'all to really understand a lot of times when you see symbolism and what does it mean. You know, we get a lot of things in the Bible. Oh, well, it's literally. You can't take it literally. Um, that's the problem. You need to take it spiritually. Because that supersedes any natural thing. It's in the realm of impossibility. But see, we stuck this on the natural things to see God. You can't see him in the natural. It's foolishness. Okay. Let's go back to scripture. Yeah, make sure we we are scripture heavy ministry. A lot of talking. Let's see what the word of God says. I have a beautiful scripture I want us to, to look at. I mean, I want to talk about pleasing God. Can I do that for a few minutes? Yes. All right. Y'all sure. Go to 2 Corinthians. We can parlay into this. Go to 2 Corinthians 5, 9. I thought it's a beautiful scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 at verse 9. Therefore, whether we are at home, on earth, away from him, or away from home and with him. We are constantly ambitious and strive earnestly to be pleasing him. Whether you're here or there, it don't stop once you get there. So if you're having a hard time here, how are you on earth? <laughs> how are you going to do it there? Y'all know all these Moets and these feast they're just rehearsals so when you come to church guess what that's just a rehearsal hello Amen. so you'll know where to be at when the wedding starts and if you haven't been coming you don't know where to go and you don't know what to wear hello and be on time God is not late for anything. Come on. Be on time. See, that just shows that you care. I'm talking about pleasing God. Do you want to please God? Well, how about we learn first what doesn't please Him? Will that help? Well, go, to do that, you would have to go to Galatians. Let's yeah. go to Galatians. You're struggling with anything. Let's find out first how we are operating and where we're operating from. Would y'all give me an amen on that? Yeah. <laughs> you, you want to please God, but you need to know some things. You need to know how to operate. Right, yeah. And where are you operating from? Okay. 
Okay. Woo! Go to Galatians should be a familiar scripture to you. Right? Galatians 5.19. No, go to 18 and then we're going to go down. Galatians chapter 5, beginning at verse 18. But if you are guided, mm. led by the Holy Spirit. Stop. Mm -hmm. You have to have him first. How many got the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. How many don't know if you do have the Holy Spirit? Just be honest. You don't think you got him. Well, this is going to tell you why. This is going to help you figure out who's operating through you. And some of y'all didn't raise your hand, and I know. The Holy Spirit is not present. I'm going to go back to deception. You, you can't go... You cannot get or be in your purpose fully if you're deceived. If you're deceived, you can't recognize the truth. You can't hear it or see it. Come on, let's do this. Start over, 18. But if you are guided, led by the Holy Spirit... You are not subject to the law. Mm -hmm. Just hold on. We read so fast. You are you get ready to, you're ready to find out some a law that you're not subject to. Okay. A part of. Okay? Yes. All right. Verse 19. Now the doings, the practices of the flesh are clear. Hold on. They're, they're clear and he said obvious. Thank you. You can't say that you don't know. See, this is the thing. When it comes to ministry and we're talking about the word and the truth. See, this is why you have to be in a teaching ministry. See, this is why you got to be taught to you. Just like obedience. You don't have to. You don't teach your child to tell the truth. You teach your child what? Not to lie. That's good. That's good. Teach him not to lie. So if we're going to go anywhere, you need to identify something. Do you have the Holy Spirit? It's going to be very hard to do this and hear this without the Holy Spirit. Let's go. Now the doings, the practices of the flesh are clear, obvious. They are immorality. Impurity, indecency, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger or ill temper, selfishness, divisions or dissensions, party spirit, factions, sex with peculiar opinions, heresy. Envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. 
I warned you beforehand, just as I did previously. Yeah. He's back again. That those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. All right. All right. Now that's plain and simple. Oh, Holy Spirit went in everybody's compartment, didn't he? So if you deal with anger, and if you sow into anger, you, you're going to wreak chaos. See, this is the thing. We got to be real with this flesh. Teacher, can I take my time on this one? Do y'all? Do y'all? She, she said, yeah. Okay. Listen to this, y'all. See, one of the problems is if we just won't identify. I think everything is covered right here. What's the issue? And where you are. Can you be a Christian and still operate in your flesh? Nope. That's good, Pastor. That's good. Oh, I mean, you are the mm. Well, this is why Paul is back here. Alright? He said, I was there once and I'm coming back again. And then you know the whole story with Corinthians, with the gifts. He didn't say that they won't say they were operating out of order. Which makes you look crazy. Can you be saved and still operate in this? Idolatry. Mm. We just talked about that. Sorcery. That's pharmakia. That's that. see sorcery. Everybody think it's just you know um, you know. Tarot cards and yeah, Ouija boards, no, but pharmacia is where you get pharmacy from. It's drugs. Yeah, Come on with it. Uh, maybe you don't want to believe it, but tobacco is a drug. Yeah. Just look on that little package and see the Surgeon General. And it's a warning. It's a warning. It's a plant that controls you. That keeps you separated. Keeps your temple defiled. Yes. So nobody want to hear this. I'm just talking about smoking. Yes, I'm talking about smoking. You said you are by, you are by nature now born again. I'm trying to tell you how you're operating. And Paul said, these are the works, the practices. And it's obvious how you operate. Strife. Jealousy. Anger. Ill temper. Soon as somebody says something to you, you pop off. You are not under. You're not being led of the Holy Spirit. Because Holy Spirit will stop you. And he will confront you. But he won't make you. 
He will confront you. If you have him, you should know. My God. I'm harsh with my wife. The Bible said that your prayers, because you are harsh with her, are hindered. You are not to be harsh with your wife. I don't care what she's done. The Bible said you are not to be harsh with her. See, then you go and think you can pray. You are deceived. That's what the word of God says. You're not to be. I have to be careful how I treat her. I got to be careful how I carry her. Because my prayers are needed. And they need to be answered. But if you operate in your flesh... How come you can hear God with all these other things, but you cannot hear him that you need to change? You know why? Because I told you, when you're deceived, you can't hear. The truth. You can hear. You just can hear you. Can't hear the truth. Uh, wives, y'all have a responsibility too. Yeah, they know it. Okay, they know it. I'm gonna need them to know it. I just, I mean, I, I'm, I'm. You got to be right over. You can't be, you can't be biased. A woman of prayer, submission. And I told y'all, silence is a weapon. Yes. And Jesus opened not his mouth. Amen. Come on, God. Glory to God. Keep that gate closed. Keep the gate closed. <laughs> y'all don't. I mean, if the house on fire, why are you throwing gasoline on it? I'm gonna make sure I got this right about our husbands. How we supposed to not be harsh with them? Hello. You you just mad because she's an incubator. And what you have deposited in her is coming back. But you still going to need self-control too, woman. You still going to need to be slow to speak and quick to pray. the enemy just comes right in and we for some reason we can't see him at no point is my wife the enemy the only reason I don't like what she says is because guess what it's probably the truth it's probably the truth We just do so many things. The work or acts of the flesh show just how strong the flesh is. Are you delivered? Or are you working on it? See, this is the thing. I... I Y'all stop watching too much TV. Yeah. 
<laughs> when it's time to cast out a demon, we don't have sessions. We don't have, we're we going to come back and break away the day. We, meet me tomorrow again at 12 noon. We're going to work on casting this devil out. See, that's just too much TV. No, it's got to go right then, immediately. Jesus didn't play. He asked the name because the name gives me authority over you. So I need to know the name. What is your name? See? Not all this counseling. Talking. Working on. What, what are you working on? <laughs> what are you working on? I've already told you and I've identified what, they, what it is. The reason you're upset is when that demon hears my voice and I have the authority over it. What it's trying to do is get away because it knows and it fears. But you are holding on to it. I can't live without you. Now the demon has the lead. Working on it. How long is it going to take to be delivered? It's just like that. Shoes. No, you ain't choosing. And you haven't repented because you still got the place you can go back to. Now I know uh, 90 days is up, correct? I know you was focused on the 90 days in. But I want to turn you just a little bit to the 90 days after. See, some things that were happening in that period are not going to manifest until after that period. <coughs> Woo, I made it through. I'm scot-free. You are deceived. You know why? Because you're still holding on to some of them. You're still holding on to some of them. I think teacher taught a clean cut. You haven't severed yourself from that sin. An angry man is a dangerous man. Because he can't think straight. He can't hear straight or see straight. I'm so mad, I'm seeing red. That's not what it is. It's a bright day. What you're seeing is your emotions. All right. <sighs> drunkenness, that's another one. It's not drunk in the spirit. It's drunk with spirits. Not the spirit. It allows you to lose grip of reality. Yeah. It clouds your judgment. Any drug does. 
I don't care how it make you feel. See, that's the thing. It doesn't, that void in your soul can never be filled. And that's what the flesh tries to do. It's fill that void in your soul. Only God can do that. Only God can fill that void. This is why it's never satisfied. It never becomes empty. So, it's never satisfying. You never get tired. This is how people drink themselves to death. Yeah. And that is a fact. Yeah. Or anything else. Yeah. Okay. Your flesh is, is powerful. Yep. It'll make you sleep with somebody who has a disease and you don't care. Oh, Lord, hell. Yeah, well, you. I'm talking about your flesh, that thing. And it's not your skin. Yes. It's your corrupt nature. That's good. That's a teach. Oh, my Lord. God made your flesh. It's just like the pumpkin. Okay. It's not evil. It's what you do with it. What you do with this body. Amen. That sin against your body. Yeah. This is where he's supposed to dwell at. Oh. Know the fact, extreme importance. The flesh in itself, as I told you, the flesh in itself is not sinful. Right. I told you it's the nature. The flesh of human of the human body is given by God. It is for God's use. In fact, when a person is converted to Christ, his body becomes, listen, a temple for God to dwell in and through the Holy Spirit. This is when you get saved, it is now the house of the Holy Spirit. That's your roommate. When you're really saved. Yes. <laughs> he says he give that Holy Spirit to them who obey. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. All right. Mm. The Christian is not to cleanse himself from the flesh. But from the lust of the flesh. The filthiness of the flesh. And from its works of the flesh. And these are the works of the flesh. So when you're doing these things, you know, these are the works of my flesh. Mm -hmm. Not my born again, recreated spirit. Mm -hmm. right. So yes, you can <laughs> be a carnal Christian. <laughs> the works of the flesh are the fruit of the indwelling of sin. See, your flesh has fruit too. Just bad fruit. It's sin. See, because if you read down, and you go down to verse 22, but the fruit of the Holy Spirit, matter of fact, go ahead there. 
since we're going into contrast, because I told you, you know, the enemy, he tries to birth satanic wounds just like God. Yeah. He tried to birth things in you too. Stop being a willing participant. And get the Holy Ghost for real. Hold on, man. I'm just saying, when, when the Holy, when you do something against your wife or your or your family member, or you say something that's wrong, don't ain't there a conviction in there? Come on, y'all, y'all put me the people of God. Then why don't you correct it? Why is there a continuous repeat? Why? Can somebody tell me why? Is there a continuous? When do we ever arrive? Everybody just sitting down. Ain't nobody. If I was sitting in the pew, I'd be like, I'm standing up. That is so right, Pastor. You are so right. Talk about this thing. I'm too complacent with this thing. I'm talking about that flesh. That nature. It's lust. This is why you find it hard to praise him and worship him. Because you are in your flesh. It has its own will. It has its own appetite. Is it helping anybody? I think we need a deliverance service in here. Ain't you tired of housing that demon or demons because they don't come one? They have companions. Yeah. Don't you want to be free? Amen. Oh, you in the same house and I'm bound. Teacher, I know you ain't going to put up with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Man. Just want us to be real. Why, why can't we? And it's available for us. Who wants to be arguing all the time? Who wants to do that? Raise your hand if you love doing that. I don't think they hear me. Who wants to be doing that all the time? As soon as I say, hey, what do you mean, hey? I mean, why is it just one little word that sent us off? You didn't say, hey, yesterday. Why is it one word that set us off? Why? I just thought I'm going to stay around up in here. Why is, that, why is it because I don't tell you I don't like your shirt or your clothes you get mad and upset. Irrelevant. Why? 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 I mean, can we go an hour without arguing? Can we even just have a disagreement and you just stop laughing? <laughs> just like dirty crazy. Alright. It takes too much work. It takes too much work to argue. And I'm not walking on eggshells either. That's what I'm not doing. I'm trying to be up in there. 
See, the real simple question is if you have not borne the fruit of love. You have not. Because it's long-suffering. It don't take account of the wrong done to it. See, this is why relationships are dead. This is why relationships don't grow. This is why your relationship with God see, is where it is. I'm going to be disappointed. I am wake up today and I feel the same way I feel about my wife today that I did yesterday. There should be something that I should see in her. Because the Bible said I should be studying her. I don't study her to criticize her. I study her to get to know her. It's just like I want to do with God. I want to get to know him and his ways. So I, I study his ways. Holy Spirit, tell me what I need to see. What am I missing? What am I missing, Holy Spirit? See, instead of just quick to, you know, go off the handle, I don't, what, is, what are you trying to show me? Every time she say that one thing, it just, oh, what is it in me? Oh, it's the truth. That's nine times out of nine. I ain't even go ten. It's always the truth. It's the truth. We got an offense with the truth. We don't want the truth. We do not want the truth. Can I can I oh I'm parking right there? I'm parking right there. You know what? When I say you don't want the truth, what you really don't want to do is change. That's right. That's right. You're still comfortable. I told you, we don't mourn over our sin. We don't mourn if we got a poor character. We don't do that. Don't you talk about me? I want to stay the same. See, really, that person is weak. I didn't even get. Can I? Okay. I never get to finish my stuff. I never get to finish this stuff, man. It is. So I. Basically, I've just been talking about what displeases God. And you can't please him operating in your flesh. That's not faith. It's emotion. This is why we, this is why we, our marriages, and I'm always looking how to better my relationship with my wife. You know why? Because that's going to help me better my relationship with God. See, Paul said there's a mystery. Husband and wife, Christ in the church. Yeah. I need to understand what he's saying right here. Amen. Mm. Got nothing to do with my feelings. Y'all could live with each other. The only way you can live if you're living righteous and upright. Amen. That way you can live with them. Guess what? Same way with me. I ain't going to be sitting there arguing every five minutes. Why are we even together? I said I do to love you, not to argue with you. 
Not to be separated from you. I said, I do because I want to be with you on the other side of eternity as well My as here. Lord. Hello? That's beautiful. How you doing? Hello, women. Amen. Don't let a man waste your time because he will. He'll waste your time if you love him. Yep. Procrastination. Procrastination. Don't, don't take those vows for granted. Amen. When you decide who your wife's going to be, mine should only be a confirmation because you've already went to God. See, the thing you need to ask the hard thing, show me, Lord. If this is the person I'm going to spend my life with, show me everything. So I'll know where I need to make some of my adjustments. See, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're thinking wrong. He that finds a wife finds a good thing in favor with God. So God is giving you a heavy, he's giving you a heavy responsibility. He's trusting you with his judgment. Because you shouldn't be operating on your own. And you're married for purpose. And she marries your purpose. If you're a man of God. It don't work. If you have a man Yeah, people, you got people be together all these years, but they never intend to marry. I'm just saying. You're wasting your time. What is the issue? You know everything. Minister, go to um, Proverbs. Six. <clears throat> go to Proverbs six, sixteen through nineteen. As we we won't talk about pleasing God. We still need to know first of all what offends him. Proverbs chapter 6 at verse 16. These six things the Lord hates. Indeed, seven are an abomination to him. 
a proud look, the spirit that makes one overestimate himself and underestimate others. Mm. Hold on. That's a spirit. That's not you. That's a spirit. Hello? Boy, that pride is something else. Come on. A lying tongue. Mm. And hands that shed innocent blood. Mm, mm, mm. A heart that manufactures wicked yeah. thoughts did and plans. Hear, did y'all hear that? It manufactures. Okay. It has an assembly line. Oh my God. Wickedness. Okay, y'all talking about you want to please God. Let's first identify what he don't like. Come on. Feet that are swift in running to evil. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, that gossiping spirit. And I'm going to tell you, this, it, it don't work like this. You know, you go and tell the business, come on, let's pray now. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. Now, I don't expose it, now let's pray. No, it doesn't work like that. It don't work like that. You know why? Because you've already satisfied your flesh. You already satisfied your flesh. See, if you prayed for it, you might have heard differently. And everything that looks like is something necessarily is not. It may look like a person doing something, but it's really not. Just make sure you're not doing it. Something. Then it is. Okay. So we, we kind of got what he... Don't like, right? Verse 19. Yes. A false witness who breathes out lies, even under oath, and he who sows discord among his brethren. Breathes out just natural. We're going to talk about pleasing God, right? Mm -hmm. First, we need to find out where we are. Amen. Is it possible for me to please him? The state that I'm in right now. Okay. You want to get out of this state real quick. Amen. I haven't, got, I haven't got to that pleasing God. I haven't got to that yet. I just think it's wrong to start to study and say, you know, well, let's, let's, let's teach on pleasing God. Well, let's first find out. That we're not in an area in our life that we're not pleasing Him. Amen. So it make it easier to know what does please Him. Yeah. Once I know what doesn't please Him. So it's hard and you know, everybody is faith. Okay. Mm. Your faith is going to have some works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. Who wants to please God in here? Amen. Who wants to please God in here? Unfortunately, you'll probably have to come back next week on that one. <laughs> this is what we, this is, I have to set you up like that, right? Yeah, make sure. 
Yeah, it's a whole other, it's a whole area now. Just she, she's standing up already. Amen. Amen. Oh. 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 O
asking that you may be filled with the full, deep, and clear knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God and in understanding and discernment of spiritual things that you may walk, live, and conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him and desiring to please him in all things, bearing fruit in every good work and steadily growing and increasing in and by the knowledge of God with fuller, deeper, and clearer insight, acquaintance, and recognition. Amen. Oh, my God. Man, that is one beautiful scripture right there on pleasing God. What really pleased him? To be counted worthy. I mean, this is why you have to treat each other right. I don't know about it. Just you have to not argue. That, that's a sure sign of distrust. You and you and you read that you have to change. Teacher, come on, cuz. My heart is sad. I, I want us to really grow. I want us to really achieve. I want us to not operate in our flesh. That scripture. And prayer. You can't do anything without prayer. You can't do anything. Not in the kingdom. This is why this should be this should be the, the side course, but prayer should be the main course. Tuesday night, six thirty. Six thirty Tuesday night. Come on, Pastor. Well, Pastor, thank you for the word of God. I am not, you know, physically feeling well, but spirit. in spite of that, my, my, my spirit is always willing. Both of us. It is always there. It's exciting. Always exciting to be amongst the saints. And it's not just a saying or a cliche. There is truly a power. There's a power that really strengthens us as we come together on one accord. Uh, my prayer always is that when there is a lesson that is taught, is that you are able to process it. And a lot of times we don't process it because we are carnal. We're not spiritual. Uh, it doesn't seem to be something that fits in my situation or my way of thinking. You hear me? Um, and just uh, with Colossian here, I was, I was hearing, I don't know what you all heard here, but, but God really wanted to leave you with and Pastor, he, you all have to really know what kind of shepherd that you have and what time, what 
quality of time that he spends in the word of God, with God, for your life. Um, there are some who do realize and respect and honor the man of God for what he, and how he labors over the word of God. And if you don't really esteem a person, you can't receive what they're saying. So if you feel some kind of way about the man or woman of God, you can't receive the word of God. I never get too familiar that he is my husband, otherwise I stop learning. I never forget to continue to honor him, otherwise I receive no blessing. I was like, yeah, mm -mm. And the, the marriage, there's a lot that goes on in the marriage, and I'm not going to take up much time, but I, I do know um, women of God and soon-to-be wives and those who are wives is that there should be a certain honor that comes with your relationship with your husband. If not, that's why you're not functioning properly. Because you don't honor and respect your husband. I feel like I'm too close to the mic over here. Thank you. And the man of God, he really has to... See, the woman has a problem submitting to the man because he refused to submit to God. Amen. 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 That's true. That's true. So it's, I'm hard-pressed to submit to someone who's not submitted to my God. Amen. I can't quite trust your leading. Yeah. It's very difficult, if, if not almost impossible, Amen. to honor and respect a person that's not in the position to where they, in whom they were called. Man of God. Amen. You've been called man of God. You're now the priest. I, I look to you. Keisha would be looking to you, Ryan, as the prophet and priest of the home. I look to you for all of my needs. That's how it would be. She looks to you for everything. That garment represented so many things and I believe we miss this because we're so we're so accustomed to being church. You need a home and a ha. You you need that churchy etiquette. You 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 need something that your opinion can agree with. And the word needs no agreement from you. So much that he agreed with himself. He said, I swear on myself what I said is true. Because he knows that you would think upon it with your opinion. What you know. What he was saying all in Colossians when I was hearing is that God is really telling us how to please him. And you would really have to have a relationship with someone, just like you would want to know how, what makes your husband, your wife, or your family, your friends, or your kids happy. What please them? 
You don't want to on purpose, I wouldn't think, do anything to displease. So it should be today that you're saying, what do I need to do to please God? Probably starting with some of your relationship with the people that you see every day. Okay. All right. Coming to the knowledge of God, he's talking about his will. See, if you don't know the will of God, there's no way you can please God. Yeah. Okay. Apostle Paul says, for this reason. For this reason, I pray for you. That you would understand how to please God. Understand me, he said, so that you would exercise your mind. Oh, no, no, no. See, what happens is that we, we're here, but we're not exercising our mind. Apostle Paul said, so that you will understand the knowledge of God, the ways of God, the will of God, so that while you're hearing the word of God, you are to exercise your mind. See, we, we, we only exercise our mind in the things that we love, what we want to do, what we have an interest in, how you think about it. I asked a question, with all the, the image with the, the high priest. See, and we get, we get lost on all the Hebrew terms. But what I do, I, I don't understand, so I can understand. I don't try to understand to understand. That's how I understand. Okay? My question was, why are you showing us this? Why are you showing us the priestly garment? And it's so in line, Pastor, with what I'm going to be discussing uh, at the woman's retreat, or the retreat, not woman, but hanging out with God. There you go. He's talking about adorning yourself with garment, right? Right. Yep. And so a lot of times we, we dress, however you dress, it says something about you. Adorn means this. So I'm like, Lord, what is adorn? And why did he show us this? It means to put in order. Yeah. Yes. It means to arrange. Mm -hmm. Arrange you in my image. That entire image we saw. He said, I'm going to put you in order the way that you're supposed to be. No. I'm going to adorn you in my image. Yeah. I'm going to arrange you. Yes. Just trying to bring some little, uh, clarity to you. So I'm saying, well, why does he take all... He's so meticulous about garments and what they mean. Why does he do that? Garments. He used, he actually manifests himself in everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Everything. He manifests himself in everything. So when he speaks, he has already spoken. Mm -hmm. okay. 
He used his ability for us to see the invisible qualities. Mm -hmm. They are invisible qualities. The garments simplify and explain who you are. Mm -hmm. But bef before they were, they were invisible. Their meaning, the meaning of the garment itself ministers to you. This is, so, for instance, a, a um, government official, people in the military, you see a certain uniform and you know exactly what it stands for, and uniforms, garments come with power. It identifies. It distinguishes. It sets apart. That's why you should care how you dress. Yeah. I'm not trying to impress. It's who I am. Yeah. I make certain that I adorn myself. That I am in order. Amen. Oh, come on. Amen. So when I, when I step, when I live, when I walk, I make a living testimony. I make a statement. My, the way that I am arranged. You don't, okay, you don't get me. It's called a dress rehearsal. It's rehearsal, God actually gave an assignment to the priestly garment. Y'all don't even see. Again, why is he using clothing? He actually, get, just like the world does, first responders. They have a certain clothing, correct? That's right. The clothing has an assignment. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to spend much time on it, but I'm just letting you know that the garment has an assignment. When he... They are to reflect who he is. This is why he says men are going to be without excuse. Because I'm everywhere. Yeah. I'm in everything. He said, you're going to be without excuse. Everything testified that I am. I've given it an assignment to say. I was created. It was created by me. It, it has to reflect who I am. It's going to leave you with, then I'm going to go, flesh, just so you know, get some clarity on it. Flesh itself, it's the nature, again, like Pastor said, it's not your exterior skin. It is the nature of humanity. But get this, because you need to know what it's doing and what it can do and what it has done. The nature of humanity is the character under the influence of animal propensities or selfish passions. The soul unmoved. See, it is the soul that's unmoved from spiritual influence. No, no, you need to know what flesh is. I like when you, because when you were talking, Pastor, about the merit, the, the gold beast on eternity, mitre. And what is the marking there? Mm -hmm. And so again, what's that, Pastor? 
So the marking there, see for them they're not gonna stand the marking there. <laughs> see, they get, I'm telling you, they get, it's good that we say it, but it, it's not gonna remember tomorrow or next day. Why did God put that marking there? It was to the marking. Yeah. What did that mean? It's, it's, um, holy. Holy. Holy, holy, to God. God. holy to God. Holy to God, right? Right over the front of the load. From the load. Question is why, Terrence? You know why? And because whoever comes to hanging out with God, and I thank you, Jesus, because I'm asked the Holy Spirit what you want to teach on? Character. That's right. That's where it is. Character. Character. He, see, but holy, holy to God is this, but what is holy? If you study, if you study holy, it's character. Holy is character. No, 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 no. See, y'all missing it. You know, because we, when you don't have the character of God, you can't see. Go ahead, Pastor. Well, that's where uh, all of that's supposed to resonate from. And that's where your thoughts are supposed to be always thinking holy. Yeah. Holy. Also is united. See, and character also. We see y'all don't get me in hanging out with God already, and I'm gonna end on this. Character is is one, one with self. Uh, Romans 1 20, I just in here because it's really what God's was trying to tell you is about sin. And there's a rap against if you don't live according to how God tells you to live and what's pleasing to God. So Romans 1 19 through 20, it says, For what may we for what may be known about God is plain to them. Again, we should all see. And know where God is. He's in everything. Because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, even in the priestly garment, they were implemented when it was done and put together invisible qualities. Okay. His eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood, being the mind, being mixed, understanding. See, the, the, okay, okay. So that man will be without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him, who was talking about that earlier, as God, nor gave thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking and darkened in their foolish hearts. So one of the garments, again, was against having foolish thoughts. It all ties together. And this is God's wrath against sin. Often, reason you can't 
refuse to please God. Or why? It's because of our character and because we don't live a consecrated life. You're, you're not united with God. We're not one with God. This is why it's hard to please someone that you're divided or separate from. So I want you definitely, uh, ministers, come on up. I want you to definitely understand what was happening today in this teaching. What, was, what God was trying to show you, that he, he works through everything. He speaks through everything. And you have no reason to walk in ignorance. We have no reason to walk in darkness, not seeing his glory in everything. The question is, when are you going to be one with God? That's the question. When are you going to be one with God? Jesus said, Father, I wish there would be one as we're one. But he was saying that I, my desire is that they be holy because I'm holy. That they be united, one, as we're one with each other. But all parts working together. He's in everything. We're without excuse. When will we decide that enough is enough? The enemy gets no more of my time. It gets no more of my attention. It's time for prayer, time for intercession. If you have someone that you want to stand in the gap for, it's also time for you just to, Lord God, I, I heard the teaching. And it's something about what you said in this teaching that I, I need my character, Father, to mirror your character. I really need to see the invisible. I need for my understanding, my mind to be exercised so I can go deeper in you. Amen. Amen. It's also time for you to bring your holy seed to the most holy God. Amen. I felt that. I felt that. Most holy God. Ha, yeah, yeah, ha, yes, it is. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I tell you, when you really walk in the anointing, you walk with God, just a word will stir your soul. And it just quickened my body. It's a holy seed. And it's unto the most holy God. But once you get that understanding, the revelation that my seed is just a point of contact. It's, it's nothing that I own anyway. All that I have comes from the Lord. He has permitted and allowed. If you're not coming up for prayer, then pray with the ministers. Be in agreement. What they are praying for with the saints. Choose to be one with God. <laughs>